You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. On today's episode of The Salisha Show. Don't be better. Be different. Just do you. Be the best you. Don't be better. Be different. Be completely off. And I think that's, that has really been my call to the industry as well. That I'm just not going to do it like you do. I'm not going to sing it how you sing it. I'm going to walk into the audition room and I'm going to bounce off these walls. Like, I'm going to be forgettable. My point is to not be better than the last person. My point is for you to be talking about me six people asking me. The L to the Isha. Some call me Sally, others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm gonna have to beat ya. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y and double L. I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go. Hey, it's time for the Salisha show. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Salisha Thomas. Y'all, I'm in California right now, and it is early in the morning and I but I've never been happier to get up this early I my guest today she her spirit shines so bright and I get chills just thinking about her soul (laughs) okay y'all she's an actor a singer a dancer she's got a strong faith the most joyous spirit Mm -hmm. um she's also a vocal coach she's the founder of Queen Nyla Studios. She's toured with Wicked She and the color purple. And y'all, she just made her Broadway debut in Waitress. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, says. How are you? I'm really good this morning. I thank you so much for having me, man. I thank you for waking up this early. I come on for shining bright, okay, on this, what is it, Monday? Ooh, ooh. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Look at me. Look at up. Shut up. Oh my God. Okay, so Nyla, I know that your life has been a whirlwind right now. The Broadway community, like everything is finally back, like all these things, but it's not just back. You're, you just made your debut in, in a show in New York City at a time when it's like, oh, we've been missing Broadway, Broadway for how long did the Tony say? Like 560 something days? Yeah, 18 months, 18 months, yeah. 18 months and not only that but waitress was like one of the first shows back so you're back in one of the first shows back and it's your first time how are you feeling and how are you feeling grateful I feel very grateful my slogan for this time is I'm making my Broadway debut in the first musical back 
that was a closed show because the waitress closed January 2020. It, it wasn't shut down with the pandemic. It closed. Right. January 2020. For me, it's a testament to the resurrection power of Jesus. Like, Come on. Was like, I'm going to bring this thing back for my girl. Yeah, I believe that. I cling to that. <laughs> so, like, would you ever have thought out of all the musicals to make your Broadway debut in a show that it already closed? Yeah. So I was like, okay, it had to be this one. Cool. Cool. It had to be, right? It was the only show that I had ever seen from the audience 10 times. Was handled. I seen Waitress nine times on Broadway, one time on tour. And I remember, yeah, girl, it's what? I'm like, what? Love the show. Yeah, love the show. Big Sarah Barilla's fan. So I was in the audience when Nicolette made her Broadway debut first Black Agenda on Broadway. I was yes. in the house. I saw Shoshana's opening night on Broadway. I saw, I love, like, love Waitress. And so I've been saying I'm making my Broadway debut in a closed show that I didn't audition for. Wait, what? Yes. So I had auditioned for Waitress in 2015 when it was going to ART when they first, and I didn't get it. At the beginning, we didn't get it. But Sarah Brothers told me how to be voice in the room. It was like a <gasps> shining moment of my, you know, like audition experience with Waitress. And then I went in again for the tour and got to work sessions and everything and didn't get that either. And so I was like, okay. And then the show closed in 2023 years later. So I was like, cool, I I'll never get an opportunity to do that. And had been auditioning for other things, was slated to do another show off Broadway. Amazing opportunity, super grateful. And was going to be working when the, you know, pandemic lifted in New York. Or not lifted, we lose it. Okay. Come on, lose like. I'll be working when, you know, I'll be working in the fall. And I was a little bitter because I definitely, I recently lost a, a lot of weight during the pandemic. I had pridefully, I'll say that, I had pridefully connected my weight loss journey with fame, right? Like I am going to lose all of this weight and then I will be fame. And so when it was off Broadway and not Broadway, because of the conditioning that I had from being in the business, going to a performing arts school, all of the drama <laughs> that happens, you need cool. I had all of this personal success during the pandemic. I got my master's degree. I started business in 2020. Congratulations. Thank you. I lost all of this weight in 2020. And I was like, the next thing is Broadway, right, Lord? And it was not looking like it. And I was disappointed, very sad, very bitter. And I had a really big conversation with my father, with my mentor, with my life coach, with all my people trying to like basically talk me into gratitude for these moments. And so I finally got a semblance of gratitude where I was like, well, if this is God's best to be sought about it, come on now, we can do better than this. And um, so I went to Cleveland for a gig singing for my high school. Before that, let's go back. Before that, I went to Hawaii to do a feature concert with the Hawaii Performing Arts Festival. During that, I got an Thank audition. You. Thank you. <laughs> During that, <laughs> audition, did the audition. It was for, you know, a, a Broadway show. Did the audition, got a call back, flew from Hawaii back to New York. Was supposed to go to LA for a week, but changed my plans. And I had prepped myself for, if they're looking for someone who looks like me, I could possibly book this. If they're looking for someone who can fit the costume, they might want somebody who was like, a little smaller. Okay, a little, little petite. <laughs> um, because I lost a bunch of weight, but there is, I'm not genetically small. I'm working. Mm -hmm. I'm Come working. on. You're you know, I'm working. I'm working. And so. Um, good, too. I didn't, it didn't swing my way. That, or that specific audition didn't swing my way. But that following week, I went home. I, again, 
that worked that disappointment was like, okay, maybe Broly is not the geek. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna practice some acceptance. I'm gonna have some conversations. I'm gonna cry my tears. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna work my grief. Do whatever I need to do to be grateful when I walk into this room with these people. Yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Went to Khalid running, sang for my high school theater teacher, the man who introduced me to musicals. Miss Alicia, I'm talking about her me singing in the hallway at my locker and was like, you should audition for the musical. And to him, I said, what's a musical? Like, oh, no idea. Because in my world, a musical was, my mom's a pastor. So in my world, a musical was a bunch of choirs from a bunch of different churches come to your church and sing. And I went to a Catholic school. So I was like, oh, maybe they want me to be the lead singer for the His Eyes on the Sparrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm 13 and black and from the hood. And this white man walks up to me and says, you should audition for the musical. Like, you can really sing. And I'm like, been singing in church. Like, sure, I'll, I'll audition for the gospel lead in this. No, ma'am. It was Little Shop of Horrors. Great. Right. So it came up. Yes, girl. Those lights came up and I was like, I'm home. Like that man, that man. Whoa. I went home to sing for him for a gig. He reached out to me and asked me to sing for a gig. So I said, I'll do anything for you. Sure. Mariah and Carrie at nine o'clock in the morning. I'll figure it out. Like, you know. Oh, wow. And I did. I'll figure it out. Back to my grandmother's house. My agents call me and say, hey, can you start rehearsals tomorrow? <gasps> and I said, the show that I'm supposed to be doing doesn't start rehearsals for another couple of weeks. But if they're changing this, sure. Yeah, I, could, I got a flight coming back tomorrow anyway. Like, that's cool. Can I come at noon? And they're like, no, no. Waitress called and wants to know if you can start rehearsals tomorrow. Yeah. What? You did so well in your callback for this other show. Nyla. Nyla, shut up right now. Okay, wait, what? Okay, I'm sorry, keep going. Tears about Felicia. <laughs> Cry my tears. Cry. Okay, I didn't, I didn't get it. Okay, you know, we, we, we talked through this. They might not swing my way. They need somebody who can fit. We, oh my God. Oh my God. They're never working on one thing, baby. They're never working on one thing. Nobody in the room is ever working on one thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you auditioned for a different show. Different show? Did you sing any waitress in the room? When, when we get offline, I'm going to tell you what I auditioned for and, yeah. and click a blow wig back because I don't know how. <laughs> no you, way. This from this, but thank you, thank you, Lord. I'm heading on. No way. <gasps> oh my goodness. I feel so inspired because I feel like. Sometimes I'm wait, just waiting for a miracle. I'm like, yay, Lord, what's it going to be? We still got a miracles. How are you going to pull this out? I still feel that way. And you met my, when I, when you and I met, you met my boyfriend. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, there's no way I'm ever going to meet anybody who's going to actually get me to, I am never like any, and I was like, God, I'm going to sit back and see how you figure. And I watched him figure it out. I'm like, it's an anomaly. God is amazing. Yeah. And I hear him saying, is there anything too hard for me? He can do it all. Okay. All Nyla. You give him your shortcomings and he, I, I, again, 
in that same, I think about Moses, right? He's, I want you to go talk to Pharaoh. I want you to go. And he's, I, I'm not real good with words. And he's, who made your mouth? <laughs> who made your mouth? You're talking to God. There was a night when I was like doubting some, uh, one night in this pandemic. And I was like, how am I going to be okay? I was so scared. My cast from being laid off when Broadway shut down, like half mm-hmm. of them had gotten coronavirus within that two weeks. I was like, I'm and next. I'm living here by myself. I'm going to die. Will I ever mm-hmm. go back to work? All of these things. And I got this whisper, Nyla, and it was like, how does, oh gosh, it said like, how does your body know when to have a period? Mm-hmm. How does the sun know when to go up and go down? Mm-hmm. And it was a whole series of things that I've never thought of those things. It was just so clear. Were you there when I set the stars in the sky? Were you there? Were you there when I set the sun in the sky? And when I said, go ahead, Earth, you're going to spin around that thing. Were you there? Because you got a whole lot of... (laughs) God can do anything. And he will do anything. That's the thing. My pastor recently preached a green light at the... What's that? And it, he talked about the the children of Israel getting to the Red Sea. Oh, got it. All you got to do is cross. But what do you mean cross? There's water in front of us. What do you mean? And he said, watch me work. Have you ever read that story? It's actually one of my favorite stories in the Bible, to be honest. Because if you really read the story, like we watched Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And it happened so swiftly because he only got an hour and a half. But if you really read that story, they can't move the cloud from in front of the children of Israel to in between the children of Israel and the Egyptians. Right. On the children of Israel's side was day, and on the Egyptian side was night of the same cloud. And then all night long the waters parted. Could you imagine? Standing in front of the Red Sea, this guy that has said there is a promised land on the other side for you, watching him move the clouds behind you to they could have been this close, but because it was night on your side and light on Uh my side, you can't even see me. As he ripped the waters back all night long for your freedom. And then not only that, he rips the waters back so tough that when you walk across on dry ground, in the middle of what? <laughs> middle of the, in the middle of the sea. In the middle of the sea. It's supposed to be muddy. It's supposed to be wet. It's supposed to be sand. It's supposed to be debris. There's not even evidence of where you was before. You're not even leaving no tracks because you're walking through sea. Well, sea, dust that was under sea that is now dry legit anything so when I think about sometimes if I do get discouraged or I'm like god what about this what about this I read somewhere and and I they were like I I get 12 stones or something and for a stone write down a time that god has brought you all the way through and I started thinking about times in my life I was like wait a minute wait this is a thing this is a this is a thing Yes, it's a pattern. It's what he does with his character. It's what he does. It's how he does it. This is how he can't not do. He can't not do. He can't not be. Like, it's who he is. And it is that. It's, it's high tribute. I listen to his sermons. He's a 
of the pastor of Leave Church. And he said one time, that's why the Bible is on the outside of us. So that we can read it as many times we need to for it to get really down to our spirit. Read it one time, okay, cool. Read it another time, okay, cool. But like the ingesting, the memorization, like David said in his Psalms, I hide this word in my heart so that I won't sin against you. So that when I open my eyes, I see what you said because it's in me. Like it's so a part of my DNA that like I see the world from the perspective of the word. And until that, until you are there, we have to keep reading. I'm reading the Bible again for the last 90 days of the year. It's one of my missions. I'm starting an accountability group. I started an accountability group and we start October 1st. And one of the things that I want to do in the last 90 days is read through the Bible again. And not for the task of accomplishing it, but for the task of getting to know him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I've read the Bible before to say that I've read it, but I've never read the Bible so that I can really inhale the character of God. That's so real, Nyla. The first year, oh gosh, the first year of this pandemic, I want to throw up just saying those words. I went through the whole Bible and I haven't done that since I was a kid. I'm like, Lord, I'm so sorry. So fascinating. Like the gems that are, the gems that are in there. Ah, every verse is a promise. It's really amazing. And there's a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of encouragement. And I remember my old boyfriend, he read through the, he was an, athe- an atheist and he knew the Bible better than me. I'm like, Salisha, what do you think this says? Come on, gotta know that thing. We gotta know that thing. It's our only defensive weapon. It's all we get. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously. That's all um, we need is and that's all we need. Oof. And then also that inner guidance system, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, some people call it their gut, their instinct. But that is so real. That is the thing that tells you to go right or left, to choose, say yes or no, to take that job or pass, even though it looks like you should. Like that inner guidance system is, I feel like that is the thing that (laughs) really helps you to live your best life. A lot of times it will tell you to do something that logically don't make no kind of sense. Come on. For sure. But when you listen to it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that, even though everybody else told me to do something else. But I do want to ask you, I want to ask you about like your actual first day. Was it what you expected? Was it, were you scared? Did you throw up in a bucket? Were you like, how did you, I saw you when you were on the stage and they were like, Nyla, it's her private view. You're crying. I was crying with you. I was crying with you, Nyla. My first day was, Kind of like me and Sean of the cannon. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I, I, there until, I didn't get there until the middle of the day because I flew back that day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I flew back to Cleveland that morning. So it was surreal. It was crazy. I know one of the, fir- one of the first days, I, I, I trained for the virtual New York City Marathon last year. And I'm running the actual marathon this year. With Cute. Cool, yeah. And so... I trained last year and one of my pacers, one of the songs that will pace me was Bad Idea. And it's, the tempo is pretty steady. And now, thank God, it's actually a little slower than the pace that I'm at now. But last year, that's where I... And so anytime that I would feel like I was slowing down, I would say, hey, Siri, play Bad Idea from Waitress the Musical. Oh, look at her. Listen. Uh-oh. See. Jack listening. Listening. Ready to hear her name. Get out of here. Get out of uh-huh. here. <laughs> So there was, they were working on it one day during a, a music rehearsal. 
And of course, we have our Oz during it. And Drew Galing, love him. Hey, Drew, bless your heart. Started singing. And I was like, like I just started like, we big. And I don't know where it came from. Okay. One of the swings walked over to me and just shout out to Jerry Ann. She's one of the loves of my life. Literally just wrapped her arms around me and stood there and sang my part for me as I like sobbed. And I was like, come on, bro. Like, like, I'm on, bro. This is real. These people who I've Googled or listened to on Spotify or, you know, watched their Tony performances from afar on YouTube or go back to and Google. I, will, I watched The Waitress. It's one of my favorite Tony performances because you can watch Jesse Mueller leave her body and come back. It's very interesting. Yeah, and there are only a couple of Tony performances where it's the greats, man. They like leave and return. I, it's really cool. Can we talk about that? Yeah. What do we think is happening in that moment? Like in a spiritual sense, in a, like when people are in the zone, when people are anointed, like what is happening? You said it as they leave their body. And, what do you mean? I think that you, there is a point where you allow these characters. And I say it to my students. I'm the CEO of Please Studio, the voice and acting. Come on. And, um, and I say it to my students all the time, like these characters only have breath and body if we allow them to inhabit it. Mm. It's the only way that they get to live. They only live on the page until we breathe them. And so it is then your job to figure out the difference between Celicia and this character, but also the similarities between Celicia and this character so that you know what mannerisms to give them, but then you also know when to move out of the way. Get I was recently coaching a, a, a student on some, I was recently coaching a student on some Beetlejuice material. They're doing an open call. And Beetlejuice moves faster. His thoughts, right? The, the rhythm in which the song goes and then the pace in which the character speaks is the pace in which this character is having their thoughts. We don't, we only know the thoughts because they are saying them out of their mouths. Hi, I'll be your guide. I'll be your D-U-I-D-E to the other side. Something like that. If he moves faster than you, then you need to figure out how to get ahead of him so that it doesn't look like he moves quicker than you. It needs to look like you move out of the way and allow him into your body. And this is just the way in which I moves now. This is just the pace in which I have thought. And so, so you have to then do that work. Shout out to Alex Gimignani, right? Who taught me that way to think about these characters, right? It's like the rhythm and the speed in which these characters speak or the speed in which their mind is moving. This is not abnormal to Beetlejuice. It's abnormal to you. So you have to figure out, and you, that means, okay, maybe I need to spend, Nyla needs to spend a little more time in the text because... When I was playing Mama Rose, these words and thoughts are not abnormal to her. This is how her inner workings move. So whatever judgments I have about them, or if I think that she needs to slow down and take a breath and take a beat and figure this out, that's not what she wants to do in this moment because that's not what the music is. Right. My opinion as an actor or as a human doesn't matter if I'm going to let her inhabit me. Wow. So... I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. When you were talking about Jesse leaving her body. Yes. So coming back. It really is the moment in which 
I believe, and I don't know Jesse. I don't. I, didn't, I haven't had this conversation with her, but I believe that she said it's no longer about Jesse Mueller. It's about Jenna, and she has Jenna has to be more important than Jesse in this moment, or her story won't be told. Wow, Nyla. And I could make the decision to to tell if I was playing that character. I could make the decision to tell Jesse's story in that moment, but it wouldn't be as potent. Oh, I love this. I'm already going to go back and listen to this one again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wouldn't be as potent as telling Jenny's story in this moment through her eyes, her rhythms, her breaths, her moods, and the way Cyril wrote her. It's not as, you got to let the composer be the composer sometimes. So I just watched the Tonys last night instead of two nights ago. Okay. Well, Sunday. And, excuse me. And you know what I find? interesting and I wonder how you feel about this especially since you are in the game honey how do you feel about like you said you saw waitress 10 times and I definitely remember the days when I was watching the Tony Awards and just being like wow Mm -hmm. same wow wow Mm -hmm. and even today being in the industry I'm still saying wow but I'm saying wow my friends are fantastic. I literally made an Instagram story about it. I was like, I prayed for this day. You know, I prayed for the day that I could watch the Tonys <clears throat> as a Broadway performer. Go, y'all. And tag my friends who were performing in the Tonys. Yeah. Ah, to yeah. be like in it. Watch it. I was watching with my best friend last night and I was giving her like, we're in Fresno, like giving her the inside scoop about Everyone, I'm like, is that guy right there? We made out. And that guy, <laughs> she was like, him? That old man? I'm like. Tell your story. You know, just with my best friend. But it's so different. And I'm like, what is this life? I still remember getting my first, and maybe you felt like this, getting my first national tour being like, we're in the game. And I one day I can be on Broadway. like. Yep. Yep. Yes. And yeah, do you wake up and you're for me. Yeah. And the blessing for me, my first national tour was wicked. So it was like, oh, we can dance. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is, oh, this is what we don't want. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm here for that, especially for it to be a production tour. And then I did Color Purple, which was a seated tour. Like, I, I was able to get those contrasty experiences being the only Black person in the cast, being in an all-Black cast, and then now being in Waitress, where it's pretty 50-50. So, wait, wait, just, pause. I'm sorry, I heard something else. You said you went from a production contract and then did a CETA contract. What was that like? Going from, oh, I'm on a Rolls Royce of tours, and now yeah. I'm on, is it doable, Nyla? Did you want to hang yourself? No. I actually saved more money on the CETA Come on, girl, I tell you, I was a child, though. When I went on the Wicked tour, I was a child. I didn't know what to do with my money. That money was coming in, and I was like, I was taking trips and flying home. And, and then with Wicked, it's really like a Rolls Royce. Funny. Maybach. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. Yeah, two two days in between cities because the, the, the set is so extravagant. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So he's. I'm production. Oh, set of the odd. Yes. Like, I get two days off in this industry. So I think Moulin Rouge will too. 
because they're the the tour because their set is so much wait, to be. Can yeah. we just have every show on Broadway be five days a week, please? Girl, no, because that ain't shows in five days was no job. That's real. That's real. For them two days. You worked for them two days. But it was incredible. You know what I mean? It was a lot of, it was hard. It was hard work because you would leave the stage door and then be like, you're in the show. Like, yeah, girl, the only little chocolate drop. Come on now. And then also it was the same year that Trump got elected. So being the only African-American telling that specific story I and mean, it was very much so art imitates life so really difficult mm. or it became really difficult yeah and then going on the color purple tour was amazing because we got so many cultural experiences we got invited to every african-american history museum we got invited to every monument we went to go see the black panther movie that year as a cast and our african guard but yes it was my nice. ready. But then you also learn about the hierarchy of Black Broadway. You know what I mean? You also learn about that too, right? That like, oh, there is a caste system here. So you learn, wow. about that. you learn about that too. And you learn about like what it means to people who are just entering the industry. I was on tour with a lot of people who were just entering the industry. So then you learn what the industry means to them and what it looks like to them. And then you also learn what it means to people who have been on Broadway who are now doing this tour. Right. How to be in the limbo between those two entities was very interesting because I had been in the industry for a while. I didn't have any Broadway credits, but I had done this wiki tour. I had done many concerts in the city. I had been in the industry for a while. And yeah, it's interesting to like look at these people who are just entering this industry and look at these people who have been on Broadway and not belong to either group. Whoa. Yeah. And really be like, okay, I am not a newbie, but I am not a vet. I always find that so interesting. Like you can be in your, in the same show as all these people. It could be your dream job and the person next to you hate. Yeah. Or is marveled by it. In a way that you're like, oh, I'm also not there anymore because this has become my bread and butter. Or I am paying my student loans from this check. Or mm-hmm. it is. Like you you learn to find your gratitude again. Yeah. But then you also learn to find humility in a way that's different. Because I feel that there does come a, and this is in my experience, right? My individual experience. That there is a pride that comes to some people who have not been in the city long enough to get through an audition season without booking a job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, like you come to the city, you book immediately, and then you are the king of the castle. And it's, but that was your first audition season. You don't know this rhythm yet. You don't know what it's like for them to just not call you back. You don't know how humbling this is. You don't know what it's like to go from being the lead in the show to the swing in the show. You know what I mean? Swing in the show to not, not working at all for what that means and how that works or being the swing in the show and making the most money in the show because that's what they don't know. Right, right. To being in the ensemble and your chick is a little shorter. Right? That you're like, wait a minute. And so you're like, oh, I'm on stage every night, but I'm not making as much money as I was making before. What does that do to my life? Who am I in that? So just learning the ebbs and the flows of the ecosystem of this business I really love that. becomes essential. And so we, but we haven't experienced that 
I do feel that sometimes it comes with a little bit of a, a, they ride high on their horse for a little while. So just being in the middle of that and being able to see, oh, like, okay, really being able to survey personalities and being, being able to look at that and say, who do I, how do I want to move in this business? I think it just gives you real perspective. So Nyla, can yeah. we talk about your beautiful head? When I met you, you had this shortcut. And from what I understand, you, you used to have a lot more hair and you would cut it? Yeah. So I would have hair and then cut it and then have hair and then cut it. And so I, I had, I grew up just for me, honey. Okay. Come I on. grew up in perms and getting, getting straightened. And I had, I had my rap. I would go to the, the TV and get my raps, with my doobies. Okay. I would. I would get my, my roller sets and rattle mouth on the side. I would do that. And then I went to college and the summer between my senior year and my freshman year of college, I went to another institution before I went to BW. So my undergrad was six years. So before I went to my first institution, I'll just say, I went to Kent State University for two years before I transferred to Walton Wallace and started all over. And Kent had a beautiful Pan-African Studies program beautiful pan-African program and I had the the beautiful privilege of being cultivated by my Baba Baba Okanta and we went through rites and we went, we went through the rites of passage where it is a simulated um program that takes you through what it could have been like to go through the middle passage as a slave but then you also learn about you know the cultures and the religions and the heritage that that we experience on the continent and so in learning about all of these things that I had no idea about, I was like, cut this off. Like, whose hair is this? This is not mine. I don't know what you heard, but we was killing on the continent and we didn't look like this. I love all of this. You yeah. said, cut this off. Yeah. Well, cut it off. No. And so I went to, before I cut it all the way off, I went to a mohawk. Like I had a funky, like, perm here in the middle, like, mohawk moment. So that was cute for a little mini and my little boyfriend at the time. He really liked that. Cute. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, rock star with my little, my little mohawk. And then I had the fro. I grew it out a little bit, had the fro. And then I just kept going back and forth between, like, short and fro. Short and fro. And I also had a, a high top for a minute. No. Yeah, I had a high top fade and it was red. It was like fire red. That's how I came to New York with a fire red high top fade. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super fun. And then I was like, no, no, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be as close to my scalp as possible. You know what? I'm hearing no fear. Mm. And like a freedom for sure. I think that those are things that I am fighting for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There is a level of fearlessness that I have in some respects, but there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. But I do think that I am fighting for fear and freedom. Those are um, fearlessness and freedom. Yeah. Those are definitely, yeah. It, I feel like it takes a lot. It takes a lot to just take off something that is so easily identified. Like you can easily, we identify with our hair so much. And for you to just not even a question, just take it off. And by the way, you look gorgeous. 
exactly beautiful. Thank you. You know what? I knew that I would be okay because I look like my father, but I'm my mom's color. And my, my dad is bald, but has always been bald my entire life. And my mom would cut her hair on a limb when I was little. Mm. She would go odd and blonde. I'm not that bold. <laughs> Love Pastor Marcy and her blonde hair, but I didn't do it. But I did do red for us. And so I knew because of my parents that they were beautiful when they cut their hair. So I really wasn't nervous that I would be like ugly or I would look crazy because I had templates. But I also do think that it was like, I know that I'm different. I, 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 I think I'm learning to accept that I'm different, but I always knew that I was different. I always knew that like my journey was going to be different. My look was going to be different. My soul is just different. And so I knew that success would come for me through the embracing of my difference. Yes. And I'm part of that for me is my look, right? Is my hair, you know? Oh, I love that. And I feel like I, I just talked to a theater class a few days ago while I'm here in town. And that's what I talked about. And I never talk about that, but I'm like, listen, Broadway, people on Broadway are a bunch of misfits at the highest level. We were all the, the some some weirdo in our drama club. Then and then and the day that you realize maybe I'm not like a weirdo, but like maybe this maybe what makes me different is Yes. Come on. Yes, I listen to a podcast. I listen to Quote of the Day show podcast, um, Monday through Friday, shout out to Sean Croxton. And I listened to this podcast and one of the people said, don't be better, be different. Right? I feel like that's like, you would fight so tough to be, I want to be the best. I want to be the, I'll just be different. Just be like you. you. Like, just do you. Be the best you. Don't be better. Be different. Be completely off. And I think that's that has really been my call to the industry as well. That I'm just not going to do it like you do. I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going to sing it how you sing it. I'm going to walk into the audition room and I'm going to bounce off these walls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be forgettable. My point is to not, and I say this to my students all the time, and now it's going to be on a, on a podcast for never, never, but my point is to not be better than the last person. My point is for you to be talking about me six people after me. Mm. Oh, I don't care. I don't want to be, but oh, I don't want to be at the door. I'm going to do this, how she did it different. Ah, I want them to be like, but that color girl. Yeah. I think I'm around. thinking about my choice. Six people after me. Mm. Because they not make, because they all doing the same thing. I love that. There, there was a moment yesterday when I watched the Tonys yesterday when Anika Noni Rose was singing with Ben Platt and they were singing Move On. And that's one of the first times that I listened to the words. And if anybody knows this song who's listening to this and I'm like getting it wrong, just give me a little grace, okay? But it sounded like, you know what? Even if we do the same things, it's going to be different. You do it the way you do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yes. Anything you do, let it come from you. Then it will be new. Yes. Give us more. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I, I went to an oh, music theater. Oh. Say again. I'm a music theater. But I did a sometime concert. My music and move on was it? Well, so I did a virtual concert series. I was supposed to do six concerts. I only did three. We're coming back in the new year. Okay. And they're all on Instagram. And you're cute. But I sang move on with my roommate in my living room. 
on his did a whole duet concert for Valentine's Day, and that was like one of the first songs. Yeah, it's a great song and a great message. A lot of times we get in our heads and we're like, they already did that, so I can't do it. Oh, they took my idea, so I can't do it. Okay, guess what? I went to an Italian festival in New York City uh, a few weeks ago, and the person I was with, he was like, well, Andrew, my boyfriend, he was like, everybody's selling the same thing. Sausage, sandwich, pizza, cannolis. Yeah, they're all selling the same thing at these booths. Why do we get in our heads like, oh, they're doing it so we can't do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. You got a yep. desire to do something. No one else can do it like you. So no I'm going to I'm going to um, close this out soon. I just have a, a couple more questions. Yes. I how do you take care of your fade? Like, how do you know? Oh, it's time to clean it up. Oh, how do I like how do you sleep on it? Because you look good. It looks like very manicured and very groomed. So yes. like. How do you? I have a beautiful barber, uh, named Lionel. A shout out to Lionel. It wears scissor hands at Levels Barbershop in Brooklyn, um, and he hooks me up. I go every ten days to two weeks, and um, yeah, he keeps me clean. And then I oil. I use the actually, come on, product shelf, organics, coconut oil or Moroccan argan oil. These two oils, every nice. one, one or you know, at least a a, a quarter size every day warm it up in my hands and rub it through and then I'll brush and that's it that's how I maintain every single day I wash my hair using the same I use the Moroccan Argan oil shampoo and conditioner as well the same the organic same brand and I use theirs or I'll use the I use this other brand that has like honey in it it's really beautiful but yeah do you wrap it up at night no really really you just go to sleep I just want to be working on oily, brushing. Oh, that's very tempting. And also, you, I heard you mention that your mom sometimes just cuts her hair whenever she feels like. And I feel yeah. like because of that, you have a, it sounds like, I would assume, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it is, I would assume that you come from a supportive, oh yeah, you want to cut your hair? Like I, I flirted with cutting my hair and I almost got disowned in my Yeah. So I think those types of decisions in my family are not ones that are the ones that are resisted. I think because they're not different choices, right? Because like my mom did cut her hair. So like having someone who cut her hair off wasn't a big deal. But I'm the only one in my family who is not a Greek. I am the only one in my family who is an artist for her. Now, my little cousin, Kayla, is a glassmaker. Oh, well, a full-time glassmaker. Yeah. And but I think again I was able to pave the way for that. But like when I was like, yeah, I want to go to New York and move and be on Broadway. It was like I would be a star. And they were like, what? Planet? What? Are you speaking? Like, you? Yeah, like my dad was like, no, like you need, you need to work at the post office. Have you ever seen? Oh. Have you ever seen Zootopia? Yes, I love Zootopia. I sang in theater. I went to go see that movie with my friend Keisha at the movie theater. Keisha Gillis. At the movie theater, and we were both on tour, and we met halfway and went to the movies and went to dinner. When I tell you I was in that movie theater blubbering, told them <gasps> when he was like, "You should be a carrot farmer. All your cousins are carrot farmers. We're carrot farmers. What's wrong with being a carrot farmer?" That's the conversation that I had with my dad when I said, "I'm moving to New York. I ain't got no money, but I'm moving to New York and I'm going." And he was like you should be a postal worker. Like your mom's a postal worker. 
your whole family be going to the post office. You should go right Your whole family be going to the post office. They were all my, my whole family works for the government. Oh, got it. Like everybody. Great paying government jobs, full benefits. My whole family. Whole family. And Nyla and I'm off like, to New York. Go around guy. And they were like, the opposite of a government job, unless if you're in a Phantom of the Opera with like forever, the opposite. Uh, like we have built in unemployment in our lives. <laughs> so it, it's very interesting. So like when it comes to hair choices and things like that, they're like, yeah, dude, eat, go. As long as it is not leaving the nucleus. But then I was like, I'm popping this bubble, honey. I got to go. Nyla, I. Yeah. I have so much love for you. I'm so like, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your spirit, for getting up early and also like for killing it. Like, I'm so happy to cheer you on and rue you on as you kill it and live your dreams. You are trailblazing for a whole lot of people who are looking up to you, who also want to make their Broadway debuts. People are watching you. So continue to shine and let God use you. Like it's already being done so thank 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 you thank you for joining me of course anytime girl let's do the part two come on part two <laughs> bye that wraps another episode thanks for listening to the salacia show see you next week and don't be shy if you love the show please tell me why please rate subscribe and leave a review go one step further tell a friend or two check out my site if you think it was the bomb pay a visit to saliciathomas.com one last thing before i relax shout out josh carey and thanks pod max <laughs> i'm out i'm out <laughs>